What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as, hopefully, clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. Today, we have Shauna. I got it. You got it. I got it. Nailed it. Mess it up all the time. (laughs) Today, I nailed it. So, Shauna, how are you today? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Yes. I would love for you just to give a quick intro about who you are, kind of what you're doing in the community, and then we'll kind of get some backstory, kind of how you ended up here, because it's a very interesting story, I think. And then we can dig into, yeah, how we ended up where we are today, which is what we'll talk about as well, because we've got some cool stuff to talk about as far as that's concerned. But yes, tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. Sure. So, uh, yeah, my name is Shauna Fitch, and... I'm uh, born and bred in Virginia, uh, so that's where I grew up all the way until uh, we moved, my family and I moved here to the Charleston area five years ago. I have been an athlete, which is really the focus of our conversation is athletics and performance and multi-sport and all that good stuff, and I've been an athlete really my whole life. I started with doing travel soccer and tennis and summer swim team, and then I found running in eighth grade, I entered a track meet with a brand new pair of white kids, if you remember those shoes. Yeah, I think those like, are still around, right? <laughs> I think they, they, Maybe. They are. I don't know. Yeah. You wouldn't put like a runner in them these days. No, I would I not had, run in kids. No. I had my brand new fancy white kids, ran the 800, and I had a great race, and that kind of ex- launched me into a season of running year round for my high school and running going on and running um, at a division one program at Virginia Tech. So I was a 400, 800 meter runner oh, there. I didn't know that. Yeah. What was like your, can you, I don't know if you can talk about this or people, some people are weird about it, but what was like your 400, 800 time like back in the day? My best 400 time was right around 57. Oh, that's just uh, gross how good that is. Yeah. Oh. It was, I mean, I may have had a couple of faster splits and relays before the four by four was my favorite. Um, but open 400 right around 57. I think I got out down into some high 55s, 56s on some relays, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, Virginia Tech Hokies. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the half, uh, I think I came in around one, 215 maybe, something like that. Yeah, half uh, a mile and 215 is not bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. It was good. That's so awesome. Those were some fun times. And uh, yeah, and then kind of my knees were pretty beat up after kind of single sport focus mm-hmm. and um, in college, especially in college. And uh, so I started training for triathlon, I guess, almost 10 years ago now. And it was after the birth of our first child. And so I was looking kind of for some me time and to carve out um some some space for myself but also get off of running all the time so I kind of picked up biking and running or biking and swimming anyway kind of naturally in that space and been doing triathlon and that's my that's really my passion in terms of a sport that's awesome I I want to just dig into a few things now so um what are you doing like right now too? Like what's your, and then we'll kind of circle back to the story, like specifically. So uh, professionally I, I run, I'm the owner and founder of a program called Palmetto Tribe Youth yep. and Junior Triathlon. Uh, we are founded of course here in Charleston. We started three years ago and we coach youth seven years and older in the sport of triathlon. So 
that's my uh, profession now, now full-time up until last year. I've been a digital marketer by trade. So I used to work, for those of you listening, I used to work for AOL. I still have some CDs. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. I still hear that in my head. I used to hear that in yeah, college, yeah, high crumb. school. Yeah. Hello, hello. Goodbye. We're just like, you get kicked off almost. You've instantly. got mail. Yes, yes. I still have my, my screen name. <laughs> I still have my AOL email address that I don't use, but I can't let it go. So yeah, I, I worked at AOL and some other technology companies. Um, and then just at the end of last year, after being having, you know, been doing both in terms of starting Palmetto Tribe and doing my digital marketing profession this year is my full-time focus now on Palmetto Tribe 100%. So it's been awesome. So I just think, I mean, when I first heard about this, I didn't know something like this existed, right? And so like, I just think it's awesome. You kind of hear cross country sure. or you hear, but even then probably not to like middle school or really high school when I was kind of a kid for sure and now you definitely see more of like okay you got kids runs and you got this which I just love you know and so more people are trying to be active and the Mount Pleasant track club here is run by coach Tammy is fantastic she starts I think around age seven and she has about 150 maybe even up to 200 athletes so around here like the Mount Pleasant track team is known in the the nation actually so you're right running like more and more youth athletes are picking up that kind of running yeah experience it's just it's just interesting like it's becoming more of a sport right and so always was a sport right if it's in the olympics it's a sport right and so it's but it's becoming more of something that's like coached on a regular basis it wasn't but now it is and i think you know just me kind of spitballing here like your first initial reaction is like man kids like that's a lot of running for it how can a seven-year-old just run that much or that often or that kind of thing but they do it playing football they do it basketball they do it for like in soccer are you kidding me i would run like three to six (laughs) miles in like a you know in a 90 minute game yeah Yeah. like or do a suicides and stuff like that so i just love that we're um now focused on that stuff a little bit more because this was something even like when i started in pt school People just thought running was running. Like, just go out and run. Like, no, there's a lot of intention that goes around that, mm-hmm. training that goes around that. Like, you can't just like, oh, you just hear, hear about this. is more old school, like talking about more new school stuff. Like, oh, I'm just going to train for a marathon. I'm going to just do it, right? Like, mm-hmm. no, you mm-hmm. need to intelligently get a program, you know, do some strength training. Like, nutrition needs to be on point. And so, like, it's just everything becoming more intentional about running is so people can be healthy and do it for a long time because the bottom line is and triathletes in general but bottom line is like running still is one of the mo one of the sports that people get injured the most sure it just is sure right and so like why not let's let's be more intentional about what we're doing and create programs around that so sure. i just think i just thought it was like the coolest thing i'd ever seen and like just think it's just awesome to talk about because there can't be other lots of them in the, across the country, like it's still a fairly new thing, yeah, right? So have a multi-sport triath- program. Yeah, triathlon. I mean, as a as a national sport, it just was picked up. You mentioned the Olympics, so it's it first entered the Olympic Games in two thousand, the Sydney Olympics. So it's a really young sport from the perspective of how many games appearances mm-hmm. has it made. Uh, we just brought home our first gold medal as Team USA with Gwen Jorgensen in oh, the cool. Rio Games in twenty sixteen, and she's actually the first. Um, athlete that kind of came out of the Team USA pipeline of identifying an athlete who was proficient in swimming and running actually she was she was really strong in both and creating a triathlete right there's 
cycling is is one of the sports that's hardest to find from like joining a cycling club things like that there just mm-hmm. is not a lot of that exists there's a lot of mountain biking but true road bike cycling it's, it's harder to find because there's scary um, people driving cars Where are you gonna, <laughs> there's uh, something like called cars oh man it's just yeah and scary the u.s is really behind and and like you know just bike paths and and things like that and for sure here i mean we can talk about that but we're really intentional about where we ride with our team um, for that reason yeah so um but yeah i mean thinking about creating a triathlon program here for youth and looking at it, as you mentioned, in this like multifaceted, multi-domain approach. Like, so we swim, we bike, we run. Once we're getting to a place of where athletes have been in the triathlon space for a while, now let's add on some strength training. And, you know, now you're getting into that tween age group and above. Uh, talk about nutrition for, for sure. I mean, at the youngest age, we always are talking about like making sure they have an after practice snack, right? So your muscles are hungry. Yeah. As soon as they leave practice, let's feed them on your car ride home. Don't wait. Mm-hmm. So some of those things that yeah. we, we talk about often. It's just, life. you see now, <clears throat> like almost you're at almost an advantage, I feel like, doing a triathlon, right? Like runners, just like you said, I ran, I ran, I ran. Now I picked up three different sports. We just know now that specializing in one particular movement right? Whether it's soccer, football, cycling, running, swimming, whatever, you're doing one movement pattern that's not necessarily inherently good for you, or you need to spend a lot of time doing other things like cross training. That's become sure. a kind of sexy word to say. Like you almost inherently have it in your sport. I think that's amazing. Like when I trained for a triathlon, I never, my body never felt better than it did like just before I did, like I just did a sprint. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Where'd you race? The um, KOA one that was oh, here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was a blast. Ago. Yeah. It was uh-huh. so good. I mean, the the um, swimming was a little scary. I definitely just went to the edge and didn't avoid the crowd. <laughs> but um, it was just so fun, and my body just felt good doing all those different things. Yeah. As opposed to just running, it beats up your body, or just swimming, it beats up your body. So you're already inherently doing these three things. Mm-hmm. So I just love that from a total like health perspective, because most people think of running still and cycling and triathlons as a way to get fit and lose weight. They don't really see it as a sport. General public. General just public. General sure. public doesn't. But general public. Yeah, yeah. general public, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so now we're understanding that's more of a sport. And like now you have a thing where you can make, which all sports should be this way, by the way, for kids and up, should be more about general fitness and health and building a stronger body. And like it's not like that in other sports. You almost have this chance to build it off that foundation initially as opposed to, I'd be really good at football. Let's play as much football as possible until, you know, so I can build a professional athlete. Sure. Now we're starting to, okay, now strength training makes sense. Cross training makes sense. Go to yoga, go swim in too. But now, change it up. Change it up. Now we already, like, let's start this way, which I think is really cool that you're mm-hmm. kind of doing that and then build from there. Yeah. And now you can just build whoever finishes your program. They may or may not become an amazing, they'll all be amazing triathletes, but like a professional right. level one. Sure. But they're going to come out with all this amazing knowledge. They're know how to swim you know, cycle and run. I wish I would have had that, right? I had to learn the hard way that, and I'm a physical therapist that if you run too much, your body's just not going to feel very good. And you should probably do all these different things. Mm -hmm. You should balance strength training and you should balance how much you train. And so you have to do that stuff. We're really fortunate. I think that's, it's a really good word as a coaching team, because a, like you're never in a place where practice is boring because it changes every week. Because we're swimming, we're biking, and we're running every week, not once a week where we're just focusing on just one thing mm-hmm. for that whole week or anything like that. So the kids also, especially being youth, appreciate the novelty of that change up. And we, you're right, we're working in all the planes, right? So 
and biking, you're crunched down, you're low, you're trying to stay aero, especially on our travel team where they're all clipping in and they're on road bikes and riding in their drops. And then you're in this pool and you're trying to get that extra two inches, right? That really tight streamline, that really long core. And like, you know, every, every lap that you're finishing, trying to really reach every stroke. So that expansion and the contraction in the body and then you add on running, right? And so there's all this balance and layering that's happening kind of across the board. Like it's, it's really cool. Like we're just building really strong aerobic engines on these kids where it sets them up to kind of go anywhere they want. Yeah, right? and let's be like frank and truthful is that obesity and overweight in children has probably never been worse than it is right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so we just have to create programs where they're going to exercise more they're just naturally not going to do it you know like this conversation with somebody the other day like I would leave my house you know on a Saturday you know at 10 o'clock and I wouldn't come back until the street lights came on right Uh literally running and like just that's just the way you interacted that's just not happening right now I don't you know in most places definitely not I don't see it much in Charleston Mm -hmm. so you know maybe different in other places Mm -hmm. so now it's like all right we just got to create these programs where they can learn cardiovascular fitness and actually like enjoy it and do it more often. And like, you know, it just kind of is what it is. And so it's exciting that that's just kind of happening, you know, for, for children. And you mentioned the enjoyment piece. Like our number one goal is to create a lifelong love of sport and that sport may be triathlon or it may be one of the individual single sport segments that comprises triathlon, or it could be anything like you said, that's fitness slash health related, but if at the end of the day, if we've done our job right, we've created these foundation blocks where these kids will want to be experiencing sport throughout their life. If we do it really right, hopefully triathlon, you know, can can be a part of their lives because it's not it's a single individual sport that we practice as a team, but you can race, you know, all over the world, you yourself. Yeah, yeah, and you can that's what I kind of love about that sport too, man. I can just go on so many tangents here, but <clears throat> just like you can run, swim, or cycle forever. Mm-hmm. You can't play tackle football. Yeah, forever. you need all the other players. Yeah, to make I can't. Team. Yeah, I can't play. Yeah, well, just physically, you can't either, right? Yeah, like I sure. just can't be hit at age seventy. Is probably not a good idea to yeah. be hit by somebody <laughs> else, right? Or even soccer, or like I mean, sometimes like basketball, kind of like you know, you can shoot a basketball or golf or something like that. But this is something where you can really, if you intelligently train, you can run, which we see it into your eighties and nineties. Sure. You can swim into your eighties and nineties. You can definitely bike, you know, and it's just yeah, creating something they can do lifelong and creating good habits is just you know. Focusing on performance and focusing on fun, yep. right? But like, guess what? When that's not the focus, you can still use this for general fitness kind of going forward. Yeah. But and the running being a big high-impact sport gets balanced out by swimming being a non-impact sport, yep. right? So those, the, like you said, like naturally the sport has this almost like checks and balance inherent in the sport itself that allow for success and primary muscle development yep. and secondary muscle development. And P.S., you really need to be on it mentally when you're in triathlon, right? All the transitions, all the things you need to be thinking about to switch from sport to sport to sport, not get DQ'd, right? Not yeah. have penalties. Like your mind is getting sharp every single time you race. You're thinking about the heat, the water, the, like the temperature, the clarity, the wind speed. Like, I mean, the list goes on and on. So I, I like the mental challenge that we're putting, we're giving kids an opportunity to experience in addition to the physical challenge too. Oh, 100%. I mean, 
again, not to go on too many, but this is naturally just going to go there, just kind of with, like, the current state of the youth, you know, got a five and seven-year-old, and, like, most kids have no idea what it's like to be uncomfortable whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Like, we live in a pretty comfortable world, Mm -hmm. so, like, learning, like, running is uncomfortable, even if you're good at it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, basically, the best runner, my wife's a way better runner than me, she can just be uncomfortable way longer Mm -hmm. than I can. I just, like, have to slow down. She's, like... I'm fine. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. giving birth to two children. This is nothing. <laughs> you know, like, there's just like, I can't compete with that. There's just no way. Right? Yeah. So just learning to do that. So like with my kids, we do a kind of a longer workout on Saturdays and Sundays. It's called Murph and my children will do it with me sometimes. They'll like, it's a mile run. It's push-ups, sit-ups and pull-ups. And they just decide to do with me. I don't, I don't really, nice. I give them the choice. You know, uh-huh. some days they do it. Sometimes they run more. Sometimes they don't, but they just... You know, I want them to get used to that feeling, right? I'm not going to, I don't want to raise a child who's like, you know, runs 400 feet and is out of breath and be like, I want to quit. I want somebody who's very comfortable. I just think that um, creating that resilience and strength in a child is probably going to serve them well later. Mm-hmm. I would just assume so, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Comfortable and the uncomfortable. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, so. That's um, a life skill. Right. And I think mm-hmm. it's endurance athletics and all of it is just really a part of that learning kind of Absolutely. like just just me and the and the pavement or me in the road or me in the pool mm-hmm. I just need to continue to just push my body and be and, and be good with that so like the like I just don't think you can pay enough money to have skills like that like for yeah. your child to do that you know yeah. um, there's other ways to do it too like through other sports but that's just it's definitely different when it's just you mm-hmm. you know as opposed mm-hmm. to like and what I love about what you've done is you still have the team aspect of things, which I think kids need. They need to learn to be a part of a team. Mm-hmm. They need to learn to follow. They need to learn to lead. They need to learn that we is much more important than I and things like that. So you've incorporated that plus this just ability to just be able to, you know, just be by yourself yes. and be able to just complete a task yes. and suffer a little bit. Yes. You yeah. Know? I mean, I think that's fundamental to, to youth sports is, is that team concept. I mean, time and time again, that is one of the biggest measures of their ability to follow through and succeed on a program or not really have the desire to continue, right? They're very social creatures by nature of who they are and the ages that they are. But when you have a group of people, then there's natural leaders and followers that develop at all different levels. So you can still be racing for yourself, but find somebody that is either tracking on you or you're tracking on them. So there's just this constant and it changes it's really cool like as the season progresses and the sessions continue and athletes find confidence and then they find like a whole nother different level of like performance based on racing like how all of those change throughout the season and kind of yeah yeah the leaders and the followers and um, and it's not just I mean I just want to emphasize this like it's definitely not just children. All humans are like that. Just think of the advent of group training mm-hmm. and what Orange Theory does or CrossFit sure. yeah, does. Absolutely. Like it's weaved in through every podcast we've had so far. How does somebody stay consistent with some sort of like strength or training regimen is because their friends are doing it with yeah. them, because they're they have exactly. to meet other people. It's the accountability, it's the fun aspect, it's the social aspect, it's mm-hmm. the community aspect mm-hmm. of something. Mm-hmm. That's how you create a lifelong healthy person. It's not by, you know, somebody making you do a workout every single day and just oh, dragging yeah. yourself to the gym. Yeah. Like that's not fun. It's yeah. gotta be fun. Or you're not going to do it. Yeah. You know, you're gonna burn out eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, your willpower only take you so far. But if you've got a friend waiting for you and you like seeing your friend every day, yeah. you know, like we're just gonna have to say this you said it earlier but like probably most people think they'll like look into this and they'll say all right 
triathlons and running sounds miserable. It sounds lonely. How in the world can it be a team sport? But I think a really good example is what you told me earlier is you have the group of your travel team, mm-hmm. right? That does some strength training with us. We mm-hmm. get into that, but they've created this own like group they, and yeah. like their own little like, yeah, I don't even know what you like a group, yeah, group chat or something. Chat. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Between all of them and like, Okay, tell me that's not a team of people who enjoy being oh, around each other. Oh, it's beautiful. And I think it actually speaks to our namesake. So our name is Palmetto Tribe. And, you know, a tribe by definition is a group of people that are together because they have a share a common goal or, a sh- uh, in this case, share a sport, right, which is triathlon. But it's really neat that this group of individuals, they, you know, they all go to different schools. They have different other sports that they do. Like we have um, some girls on our team that enter surf competitions at Folly Beach all the time, which I love. Um, We have one that just did a sailing competition and one got second place in a regatta. So like they're very, they're multi-sport and they're multi-talented and they're just really cool human beings. And when you get them together, I mean, now we've been together for, we're coming up on... 20 weeks of, of, you know, training and racing together and they have their own like language and they created their own group chat and they message each other. And that happened actually, you know, on our way home from one of our, you know, strength sessions here with you and, and Dr. Nate. So it's really cool. It's been fantastic to just witness and give them the environment to create that space for yeah. themselves. Well, that's awesome. So I'm kind of just going through my head to like a list of questions that people would kind of know about this. So like how would, you know, what does a, a season look like? Or sure. how do you even structure that? So like, okay, my child, I'm thinking about this. Like I want to get, my child is playing Fortnite 24-7, right? And uh-huh. doesn't get off the couch. And like uh-huh. they don't necessarily want to play. Like maybe you don't want them to play football or, you know, a contact sport. You just want them to be healthy. Like, sure. all right, how do, what does a season look like? What does a year look like? How do they even just get in that picture? Because I don't know that. Yeah. Yep. So most of our parents start um, with one of our six-week training programs. So we every se- every local session anyway for the team that races local is you train for six weeks and it ladders up to a race at the end. Sometimes there's a couple of races within a six-week session, but we found that six weeks is enough of a progression that a month just doesn't get you there and then the race schedule aligns much better with like a six-week model so um so that's kind of the entry point is you would join one of our six-week sessions our six-week programs run from the middle of march to the middle of september so we start right after daylight savings when time and light start to become more on our side mm-hmm. um, and then we end uh, shortly after the kids get back to school right after labor day and um as the team has evolved and they've evolved because of our athletes we now have athletes that have been with us this is their third year and we created a travel team this year and that's four athletes that are 11 years old and older and now you know they've been kind of big fish in a small pond they've from a performance perspective they have like the basics of like triathlon technical skills that foundation in place and they've podiumed in a lot of cases and how much are they like running so just like well let's just start with the six week program first like what does that look like so six weeks you swim bike and run every week so we have a team three practice three team practices every week we swim bike and run every one of those weeks and then at the end they'll race and the races for the most part are to usat standards so the governing body of the sport here in the united states the the real goal is on short and fast So short and fast in training, short and fast in racing. So our goal is if you start with us and you run a mile, let's say at nine minutes, 
we're really applauding you then coming back and being able to run the mile in 8.30, right? We're not looking to then take the mile to two miles, right? We'll layer on endurance later. It's really about speed, and especially in that tween um, age group when then maturity starts to take place and you can actually start layering on more strength training, mm-hmm. things like that. We can actually change the muscle fiber makeup, which you, your team knows better than anybody, right? Like you inherit DNA, type 1 and type 2 muscle fibers, but you can actually structurally um, impose a type 2 fast twitch muscle creation if you start using that early. Mm -hmm. So that's why all of these marathoners and endurance athletes are putting down these crazy times and people are like, is this possible? And if you look now at the athlete development pipeline, the methodologies have completely changed in the way we coach athletes starting with youth. And we're, it's really about speed, right? If we can get hone in on that now, then we're like, okay, let's add, let's get to four miles, let's get to a 10K when you're in high school, right? When your body is ready to handle that, they'll be so fast. Yeah. So. No, that's that's a really good point. I mean, you can look in some data. And I don't know much about that as far as like medical research, but for sure, for people who strength train at a very young age, like do some sort of like heavy weight training, that literally carries carries over for the rest of their life. Like they're literally mm-hmm. stronger, have more muscle. Like literally, your DNA remembers that you did that mm-hmm. and holds on to it for a very long time. Like mm-hmm. you're just laying a foundation for your entire body, right? Mm-hmm. And so like if I have somebody like a you know, even just take a baby, like what that baby's given in the womb and early on just makes that foundation of how they like learn, what their emotional intelligence is, like, and also physically, the more that they move and the more that they eat really good food, like that's how, that's the kind of, you know, somebody who does triathlons early on, I would be, I don't know if there's actual research on this, but it just logically just makes sense. The more that I would train early on, the more likely I'm going to be healthy and fit and happy mm-hmm. later down in my life. Yeah. Like, it's just the bottom colors. line. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. all of us who are athletes and, like, worked out a lot or just ran a lot or played sports, mm-hmm. we're just definitely going to be more likely to do that stuff mm-hmm. later down mm-hmm. the road. So, yes, the sooner that we integrate some of these principles, yeah. and, of course, in a safe and progressive way, whether it's running, strength training, sports, whatever, man, we're just going to create, hopefully, happier kids, more confident kids, yeah. and then the same thing for adults as well, which for is sure. really what it's all about. I just look at my kids and I'm just like, mm-hmm. if I can just, you know, not mess you up so you can be a really happy adult, <laughs> I'm just going to, you know what I mean? That's just what yeah. I'm thinking about. I'm just thinking what, what's going on long term, right? Like, yeah. I really want to eat that candy. Well, cool. I could give you candy right now or I could limit your candy and probably later down the road, you're probably not going to have insulin or diabetes or glucose problem. Like, I'm going to just hold off on that, mm-hmm. you know? So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think, um, you know, the strength training piece, you know, that, that's why we partnered with, with you all, right? So made to move physical therapy, yes, but like you're all doctors of medicine in, in this space. And so we, when we started to talk this year about what do we need to create from a performance perspective for athletes that are now at this next level, right? Ultimately, we'll be at elite level racing, draft legal and triathlon terms, but right now we're non-drafting on the bike but that's our that's our end game, and so putting those like foundation blocks in place, and knowing how critical strength training is to any really sincere performance protocol, and knowing that when they come in here with you, they're getting this 
yes, it's a group, but they're getting individualized attention and we're, you know, modifying everything based on starting with the athlete with where they are. And that's like a fundamental principle of Palmetto Tribe, right? We meet the athlete where they are. That's the starting line. So that means, yeah, we may have 25 different starting lines and over the course of a year, almost a hundred different starting lines, but that's where you start. And they love coming in here. They have, I mean, yeah, you've you've repeatedly told that. I just, I know you have my heart happy. I know you've seen some of our content posts and, you know, like, you know, going vertical and how high can you go and, and being really smart with, um, some of their strength training with like the overhead press and they've done some squats and, you know, being thoughtful about, you know, all of it. It's just been, it's been they really, really enjoy it. Yeah. And, they like, and speaking of the team piece, they love like razzing each other as much as they love cheering each other. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's very, very much without going into too much of untangent, but I'll go a little bit of one, like why I created made to move kind of in the first place. Right. was just like, we're still living in a world and it's unfortunate, but I do think it's changing where we, even from a physical therapy perspective, we'll just kind of put it on that light. Like we are very, very afraid to kind of load people or, push the body close to its limits. And whether that could be running very long distances, picking up something heavy, and overhead pressing, whatever. So now we know, and the, the, the data is just beyond sufficient, if not completely overdoing it, that the stronger that you are, the more that you can like, you know, lift something or squat with something, if you can do kind of these basic things, the more resilient your body is, the less chance of injury that you have, the better you perform in your sport. I mean, the list, like the confidence that you have, and it's, I mean, every single podcast is kind of just weaved around that. It's my own bias, right? But like sure. the, the research just shows that, right? Sure. And so yeah. like getting a, a youth athlete in here and being able to look at that youth athlete, assess them properly and say, how can I challenge you a little bit, just enough sure. to create a change in your body where you are now a little bit stronger, you're a little bit more confident, your body is you know, a little bit more prepared for the demands that your sport has on it. And we do this for soccer athletes here locally, for Daniel Island Soccer mm-hmm, Association. Mm-hmm. Yep. We do it now for you guys. I would do it for every single person. We have uh, um, uh, like a javelin, like a javelin athlete here. Mm-hmm. It's just becoming more, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just more mm-hmm. it's more becoming the norm of just like, we're just understanding that if you can put the body under load in a safe way, that your body adapts to this stress in an extremely positive way. You don't avoid these things. If you avoid these things, that's when injury happens, mm-hmm. right? So like, I don't go from doing nothing mm-hmm. to go you know, running 100 miles. Like I slowly progress that way. It's the same thing for the body too. You gotta start somewhere, and that could be at an air squat. I just want you to be able to just sure. squat up and down normally. Cool, you can do that, cool, let's put five pounds in your hand. Cool, let's put 10 pounds in your hand, right? Like that's the benefit I think of, of us you know, not that nobody else could do that, but the collaboration is kind of what we focus on. We're yeah. doing that in progressive way. Do it in rehab, which doesn't really change in rehab or it doesn't change your performance. You just dose it appropriately. It's like any other medicine. If I can dose medicine appropriately mm-hmm. and it's very individualized, if somebody's been training for five or 10 years, I'm going to load that person a lot quicker than somebody who's never picked up a weight before. Sure. Right? But loading them appropriately, bottom line, gets them stronger, gets them more confident, they perform better. I you know challenge anybody to kind of argue that you know mm-hmm. like oh when you lift weights just ter- terrible things happen I feel worse you know what I mean like nothing good happens no like we we just know that like you could just it's one of the few principles in the biomedical model that actually is true that if you load your body your bones get bigger your ligaments get stronger your muscles 
get thicker, become more resilient. It's like one of the few things that we actually know as far as actually mitigating risk for injury. We cannot prevent injury completely, sure. but we can mitigate risk. It goes and, a long way. Resistance training is the only, only thing that we know that actually does that, more than like any of the other things that we do here, which could be dry needling or soft tissue work or anything else from a rehab perspective. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. there was my little tangent for the day. And I it's just, it. I just think that's the difference maker of what we do here, made to move to other places don't. Like, you know, we have people here who are their 80s, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, and what we're doing with them, we're loading their body to get them stronger because they want to be able to, you know, get up off the floor without using their hands, play with their grandkids, continue to be independent forever. You know, that does not change for a uh, youth athlete either. You're going to load them in an appropriate way to get them stronger. Yeah. It, the, the chances of doing something detrimental is very, very minimal, and it's actually more detrimental if you actually don't load them and they don't move that's yep. just you know absolutely. we just know activity is absolutely activity and, and challenging yourself is is what's yeah how it's supposed to be that's what we think too we're totally aligned <laughs> yeah which is no surprise which is why we're great partners <laughs> yeah no absolutely i mean i just i love that we're just kind of breaking that mold because it's it continues to be like we if people are still very fearful of strength training or even like running long distances, like is it inherently something that's injurious? And we know that it's not. It just needs to be dosed appropriately and done under the right conditions mm-hmm. and it can be safe for everybody. I mean, barring somebody who doesn't have some sort of severe medical condition like, you sure. know, Eller Danos where your, your bones are literally, you know, brittle. And, you know, but mm-hmm. even those people, believe it or not, I've seen kids like that and I actually strength train them and load those people. And you're going to tell me I can't do it for a youth athlete. I mean, again, tried to not go on a tangent, but I kind of did. Yeah. Right. Just everything shows that your body will respond to the load in, in, in very good ways. You, you don't need to overdo it. You know, that's really the thing that we need to be careful of is, is don't give them too much that they can handle. And how you do that, you communicate with your athletes you you know give them individualized approach right and you just and you talk to them the best yeah <laughs> you know like right uh yeah i mean that your your whole program and everything you described about your mission you know sells itself but then you talk about like the education behind every single one of you here and you inviting us into your proverbial home right and our yeah. athletes and we tell them that i don't i meant to tell you i don't know if you heard me say that but i'm like when you come to made to move, it's like coming into a house. So you have a space for your bag at home. You have a space for your bag I over that. here. That's so. how I feel about my clinic. So yes, it's very much so my second home. they have a section for their bag. Like yeah. we have them line up their for their brick runs. We get the shoes lined up before they get on their bikes because once they're on their bikes and they're in their cycling shoes and we don't want them walking all over your nice floors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think the other thing you mentioned is just, you know, research kind of, um, what's published kind of catching up with what science tells us and even with USA Triathlon they just this year are releasing their revised athlete development model based on the last 10 years of research which talks about the speed piece and like that um, component and you yeah. know, before we used to you know think about so much of like can they cover the distance first and then we'll work on application of speed but for youth athletes, we're now doing the reverse, right? We're really working on finding and honing in speed and technique and then layering on, like, hey, you did it awesome for half a mile, let's do a mile now. You've got a mile, let's do a mile and a half, but fast, yeah. right? And with proper form, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's just been, it's been a blast being able to have that governing body, like, five of our nine coaches are all certified by USA Triathlon. We take that certification really seriously. 
We support our coaches to go get that certification if they're going to be with us for an extended period of time. And knowing that like their goal is to create Olympic contenders, right? So they're going to look for the latest and greatest research that they can in terms of performance progression. So it's really nice to have them supporting our program as an organization. And then, you know, on a personal level, we know almost all of the C-level executives there. So it's just been really empowering for little old Charleston <laughs> and Palmetto yeah. Tribe and, you know, working to, yeah. working to grow. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just really cool to see. I just can't really, I don't get excited. Like I get so excited. I can barely contain myself. Like it's just, <laughs> you know, just being like, make an impact at that level. I feel like there's just not, I mean, I like impacting adults. Like I, you know, I did pediatrics. I don't know if you did that. Oh, no, I didn't yeah. know. So okay. I did pediatric physical therapy for the first three years out of school. That's oh, what I did. You okay. know, working with babies, developmentally disabled kids in school, all that kind of stuff. I just like youth is by far my biggest passion in the world. So, yeah. you know, um, and being able to do that and see, it was just unusual now switching to more performance-based stuff, being able to see kind of like how resilient kids actually are and what mm-hmm. they can actually do and what these kids can actually learn on a regular basis. And those same principles and now like kind of incorporating it with all kinds of populations, whether adults, performance-based stuff, it's just, it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just way too much fun. It's so awesome. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's just cool to see, you know, how you can make an impact and how we can, you know, just be able to give that little dose of something and like, you know, a little bit of like the medical side of things, be like, Hey, this is, this is actually what you're supposed to be doing. Like you're mm-hmm. doing it correctly. Mm-hmm. Like, and we, and we know this and, and obviously just the best thing is be able to see how happy and how much fun the kids are having. That's, yeah. You know, the we're getting, goal. they're happiest. They love practice. And you know, we have, you know, team culture things that are, you know, how we end every practice with a team cheer and stuff like that but they their happiness quotient I'd say goes up a notch when they race Mm -hmm. and so we have a couple of races coming up that are really big for the team so at James Island County Park we helped launch that race with them last year so we're the co-creators of kind of that course and giving youth an opportunity to swim in the open water so this is the only open water race in the area and if they continue to progress in the sport, they actually need to get more and more comfortable in the open water, and it creates a whole different level of skills for them to be sure. comfortable with. And, yeah. And so, open water's scary. <laughs> open water. You know, I look at the ice, I'm going to run. Yeah, run we are in lakes, no waves. Yeah, yeah. No, no, um, yeah, no jellyfish That's or good. like That's that. That's good. That's smart. But, yeah. yeah. And so we'll race there in two weekends at, at James Island and the Charleston County Parks. They're just, you know, a, a top-notch organization and in terms of, you know, race production and safety and, you know, just being incredibly collaborative in terms of brainstorming unique things when it comes to a youth race specifically. Um, and then our team will go to nationals. And so the team that's in here yeah. every week with, with you and your team, I think we'll have 13 athletes going to nationals, which is the largest group we've taken out to Ohio. How far do they go in that? Like, what's the actual... So, uh, the 11 to 14 group is a 200-meter swim, a 10K bike, so 6.2, and then a um, two-mile run. Wow. And that's the typical age of this travel team, 11 Uh to 14? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Man, that sounds hard. Fast. It's fast. It's intense, right? Redlining. How long does it usually take them? Oh, gosh. Um, probably about 35 minutes. 
all told. Yeah. And then you've got some t- transitions in yeah. there. Ohio has some hills, which we don't have here. So we've been doing a lot of... You go to the bridge at all and do some runs there? Yeah, we've, we've been at the bridge. And yeah. just in terms of biking, we've been doing a lot of gearing work um, in preparation for that. So um, yeah. they, out there, they call them rolling hills to our, <laughs> to our team. They're like, oh, Shauna, <laughs> yeah. have you seen these hills? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. It's a different story. Yeah, yeah. we live in the low it's, country, and it's very flat. Yeah, it's yeah. very flat. I mean, I come from the Washington, D.C. area, and we have some nice hills around there. And yeah. I went to school at Virginia Tech in the Blue Ridge Mountains, so I, I ran there, so I'm... Yeah. You know, run my fair share of hills, so it's it's yeah. really funny. <laughs> I ran the uh, Cincinnati Marathon, which is extremely oh, yeah. hilly, uh-huh. and did not train that way. So luckily, oh, I finished fine. But yeah, that's just a totally different animal. I just mm-hmm. use different muscles. I actually like it better because I feel like it puts pressure in different areas as opposed to like just flat yeah. it's like the pressure goes in the same place every, every single time, time mm-hmm. as opposed to like going up okay now i'm using my quads more or whatever or like my glutes more and then down i'm using my quads more mm-hmm. you know just mm-hmm. different styles different places and i think that's in my opinion just yeah. a little bit better for you you know because you got some different the change up just like we talked about yeah <laughs> yeah you, just, you definitely have to change up can't do the same thing over and over and over again yeah yeah, yeah. well that's that's uh that's so they, awesome. they all get really, and then, you know, every, every race, we always have some athletes that it's their first time becoming a triathlete at mm. the race. Oh, it's like their first time. Oh yeah, yeah I'm sure that's a big deal. It's, um, so we always talk about the number of triathletes crowned at a race where, you know, that finisher medal for them is yes, they completed a triathlon, but now they can call themselves a triathlete. And I think with youth these days and having so many external inputs of, uh, words or nouns that you know they can use or others may use to describe them I find the word triathlete to be so empowering and just like you know kind of has like this natural like social cha-ching like yeah it does it's, it's bragging rights right and so I Good love time. knowing that we're creating we're giving them an opportunity to practice and start where they are multi-sport respecting the sport doing all three sports each week showing up at a race, finishing and being able to add like this really powerful noun behind them too, right? As I'm a triathlete mm-hmm. and just all, all the things that, that come with that. And it's really, yeah, race days are some of my favorite days. Yeah. And it's, so for like a, the training programs are like how people typically start. Sure. Right. But the end goal is to get them if they want to, obviously, like into that kind of travel team league, yeah. right? As so they, those are the theaters. There's no other like league or like team or whatever, right? Uh-huh. It's just like training programs. You can do those if you want to. And then if you want, you yeah. can kind of go into the, the, travel, the travel team, team. eventually. Yeah. And I mean, first they have to be of age. Um, and then second, just really having that kind of internal desire to now kind of switch gears from pure development and fun which we still do both of, but also a shift to also having a performance angle where now we do some baseline testing every six weeks or, Mm -hmm. you know, every 10 depends on what we're doing, but like, so they can see their own performance progression and have that as another input for themselves. Again, it's their own individual. Yeah. um, Yeah. It's based off there. Yeah. Right. But that's, you know, where, where that, and then the strength training, we talk more, a lot more about kind of nutrition and healthy Mm -hmm choices overall you know sometimes the wins are in the small definitely choices that yep. in aggregate create something really meaningful so mm-hmm. that's you know we, we start talking about that a lot more with some more intention for them 
That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the season? Is the season year-round? How often is it? So we right now we're March to September. Okay. Uh, we'll be making some changes into 2020 that we're starting to fine-tune. But um, as a general rule, up and through this year anyway, we start right after daylight savings and end right after Labor Day. Okay. Gotcha. And then if they, they can train on their own if they want to, sure. they usually take breaks or they do sailing or they surfing? They have so many other sports, too. Yeah. Yeah. And we encourage that. I mean, like I said earlier, with like the sailing and year-round swim or, you know, whatever other interests they have. We have tennis players on the team, surfers. Mm -hmm. Back to our, you know, the start of our conversation. Like, I love them experiencing as many things as their schedule and parents (laughs) can handle. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, with the idea that, you know, that they can at least, you know, really commit to being intentional about swimming and biking and running every week. Yeah. I mean, again, I had this conversation the other day, like, you're just going to have to schedule this stuff out for your kids. There's just unfortunately no other, we can't just be like, you know, tell your 11 year old, like, okay, go run two miles yeah, and then come no, back. Yeah, they'll hate it. Yeah. It's no, no fun. Yeah. Do it in a team based, do it in a team based setting, have some fun with it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I mean, I just, I think a lot of people could kind of benefit from that, you know, kids and adults, to be perfectly honest, right? And just pick up some sort of sport like that. I mean, yeah. or even seeing it more in adults nowadays, right? With kind of Brad here, who's rent space from us, and um, kind of endurance sports and triathlons just becoming more mainstream. Yep. I just think you'll see it become more mainstream oh, yeah. for youth athletes as well. How many programs, do you want to answer this, but how many programs are there? Like, do you know how many in there's, the country? Oh, gosh. Are there, um, like, lots? I've just never heard I of it. I would say there's, there's probably somewhere in the space of maybe 50 youth and junior triathlon teams across the country. Um there's probably some smaller ones that aren't registered, you sure. know, with USAT. I definitely, definitely not more than a hundred, but I think it's probably pretty close to fifty. Okay. Um, the high performance team, which is where you really start to get into like the next step in the pipeline, um, before you're in the collegiate space and then the Olympic space, um, that designation is not. I don't know, maybe a dozen clubs at most have that designation. Mm-hmm. So, and you have to be in existence for a while and, and kind of prove your team's kind of performance yeah. prowess, if you will. Uh, so, but it's, it's, it is becoming more mainstream. And I love that the parents that have been with us for three years or the parents that have even joined us this year, that they're willing to take a chance on a non-traditional sport and that they're open-minded enough to consider it and if, whether it's their child that said hey I saw these athletes or my friend is doing triathlon I want to try or the parent is like hey I saw this and I'm kind of curious about this for some of the reasons you yeah. and I have talked about it really speaks to the families that we have on the team too like we have this great parent supported culture and just so much allowing of yeah coaching and teaching and learning and practicing for their kids to just really experience yeah. something brand new that a lot of times their parents are experiencing brand new and lockstep with their child so right especially if they have no idea what endurance yeah. sports are themselves yeah. I'm sure they're more likely if they're a triathlete oh my kid right. to do this too but we have several families now that their parents have not done triathlon and they're like this is so cool yeah you maybe know? it encourages them to pick and it up and it does we have we actually uh, there's a couple of athletes that um that are in the process of parent athletes that are in the process parents that are in the process of becoming starting their triathlon journey I should say yeah I'll keep I won't I won't share their names but it's um really cool yeah no you're doing you're doing some cool cool. stuff I just I can just see it becoming 
I see the writings on the wall. I'm going to just say it right now that like, it'll be a much bigger thing. Like give it like, I'd say it still take three to five years, but like the growth for what you're trying to do, I think is going to be tremendous on every level and even at your level personally. I mean, just youth sports in general now is like something like a $30 billion industry as far as everything else. And just like some parents, and, and I, I can be one of them, like the um, doing an uh, impact, you know, where they're colliding with other kids or whether it's football. Or, sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like sometimes like I don't necessarily want my kid to do that. Like sure. I'd rather just like let them do something like this, but I still want to do them do something that actually can encourage them to like break a sweat. Right. That'd be a camp- part of a team. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. so like, man, I just think, uh, challenge their limits. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it's just, Charleston's a great place to do it. Mm-hmm. Obviously we have access to all three of those, you know, the yeah. cycling, maybe not as much as others, but just like you do here, you got trainers and you know, you can do them inside. So. Yeah. And Trek is what is our bike sponsor. And I, and, and I should give a shout out to Fleet Feet as well. They're our run sponsor. And, you know, when you talk about biking, like Trek has been awesome because they have, um, you know, led some of our rides with us. We started, you know, going out on Seaweed Outpost out there with um, Brad's Club, Charleston Triathlon, and Multisport, and just so many adults that just want to see these kids have an opportunity to also ride on the open road, but we don't go anywhere near 17, so we're back in the rural backcountry and maybe see like two cars the whole time, and it's just awesome because you're out there and the world is waking up and these kids are experiencing that for the first time on their bikes. And every time we bring an athlete out for a Saturday ride and that's their first time, like they're like, it's like their eyes are like wide open yeah. on warm up. Just I never taking, woke up that early. You're kidding me. Why? You know, it's, like, just, it's yeah. fantastic. And they're like, Coach Shauna, when can we do this again? And I'm like, see you next Saturday. <laughs> like, yeah. you'll know where to find me. So it's just, um, Charleston allows like this great, you know, almost year round training environment. I mean, we're off for, you know, a few months, but. Otherwise, like, yeah. get outside. Get outside whenever you can. Yeah, do things that you enjoy. Yep. yep. And if it happens to be running, biking, swimming, yes. then, <laughs> then, yeah, look you guys up. You said it almost in the right order. So almost. Biking, running. Oh, so bad. <laughs> we'll make a trap. Yeah, that. right, right. I want to do one again someday. Yeah, you do. All right, we're uh, running out of time, so I want to okay. do a couple of my Spitfire questions. Oh, good. All right. We didn't have a lot of time to talk about you. I didn't think about that, but that's okay. Yeah, that's all good. talk about the kids. Fair enough, passion. fair enough. <laughs> you can tell for sure. What are you best at? Honestly, being around kids. Okay, I mean, hey, that would be a good skill for what you're doing. I, um, I feel like I have a natural uh, kind of child whisperer yeah. space in, inside that just very 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 comfortable around youth yep always have been loved being a mom loved all the stages it's I think that's for me I do I think that's what I'm best at very cool what do you struggle with oh uh (laughs) what do I struggle with Uh, what do you suck at that's another way I put it for more frankly I'm really bad at spelling (laughs) fair enough (laughs) actually thank god for like spell check I'm a really bad speller (laughs) Um, what is the number one thing the public should do to maintain their health and fitness wow yeah first get outside yeah I mean that's get outside for starters Um, call a friend to go do something with you outside that's cool. even better. I like it. And then third, yeah, if you can find a team or a program to, to join, 
you'll find yourself in a totally different space in six months. Yeah. What I kind of ask everybody, and I don't want to forget to ask you, is, you know, everybody kind of has a definition of health or a healthy person, Mm -hmm. you know, and I kind of ask everybody who comes on what their own personal definition would be, Mm -hmm. right? And so, like, you know, health being the absence of disease, let's let's call that the medical definition for for, um, other people. It's more like mentally or like more physical or a combination of the two. So like in your opinion, you kind of look somebody up, look in the dictionary. What do you see? Like who is that person? What do they look like? What are they doing? That kind of thing. As a healthy, you know, a healthy human is what? You know, it's kind of my obsession of kind of being able to quantify that. You can't, but it's cool just to think about. Wow. So I, uh, so my, I have a life coach who she has been tremendous. And I so appreciate the answer I'm going to give because if I had not been working with her, my answer would be different. But I think it's when your internal alignment matches your external living. To me, that is that is health. Yep, yep. That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right, some fun ones, less okay. serious. What is your walkout song? My walkout song? Walkout song. Oh, uh, man, what are those? I know what my walk-in song would be. You know when you go to, like, a basketball game and it's uh That's true. That's the same thing. Walk in, walk out. Yeah, same thing. Like, you walk out on stage, I what, think, like, oh. or you walk into the arena, I guess. What would it be? Uh, Eye of the Tiger. We'll do that. Okay. That's a good one. Okay. That's a good one. Your favorite cartoon? Oh. Um, Current or past seems to be, you know. I don't remember cartoons as much but i did like mr rogers okay all right like i've never said someone audible to that i like it the last tv show you watched um shark tank good one last book you read uh i reread eat pray love my wife loves that book all right last one so somebody wants to join the program or they want to find out more about you where are all the places that people can find out more oh, about the tribe you. the palmetto yes palmettotribe.com okay um that's, easy. that's our website we're on facebook or instagram same thing palmetto tribe but on our store on our website is where you can register for our last sessions of the season session four starts august 5th think we have just under 10 spots athlete spots open actually so um they'll go quickly and uh, we would love to see you out to swim bike run tribe with us awesome cool well that was awesome thank you for coming on thank we you. could have talked probably longer but i, I had, to, I had to, <laughs> to cut it off at some point thank yeah you. it was awesome awesome. all right everybody thank you so much for listening to the healthy charleston podcast don't forget your to educate yourself i just changed this I I mess it up all the time. (laughs) Don't forget to educate yourself, empower others, and take care of your body. You only get one. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.